there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, Viking versus big blocks, like, were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that went listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency today, it's actually a great day to be going to global reserve currency. I got to say, we'll get into that. Uh, this is episode number eighty. The BCH Guru and BRC Twenty BTC Civil War, featuring emergent reasons, cheap lightning, and imaginary username. Today is Sunday, the fourteenth of May, two thousand and twenty-three. I am your host. Jeremy, same as always, Jet is doing the producing and our guests today come from across the BCH ecosystem. They've all been frequent attendees of the show before, so I'm just going to ask them to give the little one-line quick introduction to what they do in the scene and for anybody who's curious for the full story, they can <laughs> check back to those <laughs> past episodes, so... Cheap Lightning, you're first up. What are you doing, Bitcoin Cash? Uh, I don't know how to summarize in one sentence. Uh, I do a lot of different things. Um, yeah, check out the previous episodes. You'll figure it out. There you go. Brilliant. Imagine reasons. Yeah, my first thing to say is uh, watch out, Pancho. I'm I'm watching the the chat here. But um, yeah, I'm John Emergent Reasons, uh, one of the co-founders of General Protocols. We take uh, Bitcoin Cash development and the future of Bitcoin Cash very seriously. And uh, yeah, we're, we're doing everything we can to make it into uh, a money system that can be the foundation for uh, an independent uh, economy and commerce. Imaginary. Uh, I do math for general protocol in order to afford <laughs> rent uh, and some food sometimes and uh, go around BCH in general to make sure things don't blow up. Or well, I mean, at least don't blow up too horribly. But yeah, that's basically what I do. Uh, and welcome also to everyone in the chat, Killer00098. Welcome to the stream and Fristy, Fristy Bomb, my class making it hard to see. Um, yeah, welcome also to all the new Twitch chatters and thank you to Bitcoin Cash TV for giving us a solid raid. So obviously today being the 14th of May, the Bitcoin Cash network upgrade to cash tokens is tomorrow, but I don't want to do a big segment uh, on this show about that because everybody can tune into the live stream tomorrow, which will be at midday UTC. I'm co-hosting that with Mini Satoshi. And all the details and information will be there. And we've also covered it, you know, a ton in all the previous episodes. So we're not going into that today. But I did promise uh, that we would talk about the uh, BCH Guru, which I rugged them on the last episode. And I said uh, <laughs> I said we were going to talk about them, and then we didn't. So they actually took it in pretty good humor. So I'm making up for it today. Uh, and then we also promised that we would get into all of the ordinals and BRC20 and everything like that. So that's what this episode 
is going to be covering. But first of all, we have the price, as always, BCH versus ICP uh, this week. Uh, Internet computer, we flipped them and then they reflipped us. And so we're battling it out for rank 28 on the coin market cap uh, rankings. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was hoping to say that we'd flip them and they would go and see later ICP, but then they fought back later in the week. So uh, the contention continues over which is the true best cryptocurrency. I have no idea. Uh, there are so many juggalos. It's just so surprising. There's so many juggalos. Bitcoin Cash today is $114 uh, in USD, which is flat. It's two, one BTC buys 234.77 BCH. So the ratio has improved there slightly for us. And one Ethereum uh, buys 15.7 Bitcoin Cash. So also up slightly there obviously from the all-time lows but we have improved a little bit and that will actually come into the discussion i think and be relevant uh with with regards to everything that's been going on 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 btc as to whether or not the tides may be turning does anybody want to have a quick word about the markets and about uh, speculation perhaps good chance to shill stabilizing on bch bull or uh <laughs> Always, yeah. If you're looking for stability, go for it. Go to uh, app.bchbull.com, and uh, it's literally there for you, and literally paying you to 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 save money in USD or gold bars or whatever you want to. So yeah, absolutely. Um, this, this yeah. is not financial advice. Not financial <laughs> advice at all. No, never. Truly, <laughs> uh, just just an informational. Uh, announcement, I guess you could say. I actually have a uh, contract on for the stabilized at I think $119. So I'm looking in the money and I got paid a premium to do it. So love right. that. Right. All right. Yeah. First, first thing that we need to get into. So the BCH guru. So there's been a bit of um, excitement about this in the scene, I guess you could say. And we're going to start with the announcement music video that they made jet can pull oh. that up and uh play that <laughs> It's the BCH guru. I'm BCH exposing the fools. What a gang gonna get up in your bag? Better stick to your prediction. It can go and get your cash. Said it's the BCH guru. I'm BCH exposing the fools. On chain and there's no middle man. Get right to the mix. So come on, play your hand. BCH, we on Bitcoin Cash. Don't never take a break. Just get going fast. The big winner you could be next, bro. While you run it up using UTXO. Price prediction is the first of its kind Not custodial of need, I remind On-chain soul, come and join the wave While you're making your predictions It can maybe get you paid Big bags, then we running it up Using Oracle's cash, yeah, they come in the clutch Smart contracts for every call And all price calls are hidden Till the deadline is dawned Thereafter, the calls are revealed Until prediction time passes And then it gets real The price at the prediction time Determines the call That's the post, and you know That's when the winner takes all it's the BCH guru on BCH exposing the fools. What a game gonna get up in your bag? Better stick to your prediction. It can go and get your cash. Said it's the BCH guru on BCH exposing the fools. On chain and there's no middle man. Get right to the mix. So come on.
mom, play your hand. Some gurus is fixed, call them gurus, they flake. We not here for the drama, just move for the cake. We grind for the cash, cause that's what we about. We just do it for coins, we don't do it for clout. No. So come get in on the action. All peer-to-peer with BCH transactions. The guru NFT, that's golden. I'm profiting the game by collecting and holding. Yeah, this is that sauce. Cash tokens on the way so NFTs can work on. Chain in this all. Game, no sweat. You can be the top guru placing those bets. So come on, check it out. While it's still early, prepare for the boom. We on it like Wushu. We eating like Fufu. The BCH guru, we all to the moon. It's the BCH guru. On BCH, exposing the fool rules. What a game, go and get up in your bag Better stick to your prediction, it can go and get your cash Said it's the BCH guru On BCH, exposing the fool rules On chain and there's no middle man Get right to the mix, so come on, play your hand So there we have their marketing video. So for those who are listening to the audio stream, the video is uh, on the left side. It's got the lyrics that you were hearing from this Bitcoin Cash rap. And then on the right side, it has a sort of montage of the NFTs of these gurus. Uh, like, I, I don't know, how, how do you describe gurus? The old men sitting down with all the different uh, combinations like of crypto punks or bored apes, this sort of generative art where there's a particular theme and then every individual one is a variation on the theme. So each guru is holding a coin, which is sometimes the Bitcoin Cash uh, logo slash coin. And then sometimes it's Monero or Avalanche or BTC. And then the gurus obviously have all different art design styles, different hats, different accessories different backgrounds different clothing uh, styles or whatever but you can tell that they're all sort of part of a series so this project got announced and the i want to be very clear about this <laughs> developers are anonymous and so far all they've de- developed or delivered is some flashy looking stuff so i think everybody should don't trust and verify at this stage but that said this was actually a very cool looking project and it doesn't seem like the typical scam that you could whip up uh overnight necessarily obviously all the lyrics sort of check out in terms of if it was a scam they've at least done their research on the bitcoin cash to find out what would appeal to the community and they've written on their site that the the game plan essentially here is to do a ten thousand nft mint so similar to um crypto punks or board apes or a lot of those other series ten thousand just has become the industry standard number. And then it seems like there's going to be a prediction game based on that. So perhaps uh, the owners of different NFTs, you'll need to buy a, um, a BCH guru in order to participate in this game where you can compete against someone else. Like I might have uh, number 23 and John might have number 57. And so then we can make a bet on chain, sort of similar to BCH bull as to the price of dogecoin is going to be 2x in a year's time and then we're both locking in a bunch of money via some mechanism and then at the end of the day whatever the price is 
then pays out to whoever wins. That's that's there's not a hundred percent explained, but that seems to be the idea. And I think that's a super cool idea because obviously people love gambling. I was looking back at one of the old episodes where we covered uh, Satoshi Pyramid on BCH, which some people didn't really like, but I love that. <laughs> this is similar, uh, similar, same, same, but different. So I love things that uh, take advantage of crypto's speculative nature because it gets people interested in the chain. Uh, and then they, you know, it's like they come for that and then they stay for the rest of the ecosystem. So I, I love that aspect of it. Obviously, a decentralized, um, you know, uh, market and and game is cool. It's also sort of like an early prediction market implementation going there. And I can also see how it would very easily expand to you could have a super cool leaderboard of which uh, gurus had made the best predictions and who had defeated who in a bracket and all of that obviously with the super cool art and it then it just becomes this open community game that people are coming into and you have to you have to buy a guru to to play to be part of the competition so that would set a floor on the actual value of, of having one and for if it became a thing in the broader crypto ecosystem that having one of these gurus and making on-chain bets that were provable became the standard for having your shield channel where you said, oh, follow my trading system, I'll make $10 million. And people say, well, where's your BCH guru? Why don't you just rank <laughs> up on that and prove that prove that you are actually the best? That would be perfect. So I, I'm actually very excited uh, about this. And the Mint, uh, the first they've got their Mint in several stages, but the first Mint is supposedly scheduled for Monday the 29th of may so people can mark that in their calendars it's going to be 0.1 bch i believe for a bch guru so emerging reasons talk me through what do you think about this project you seemed more excited than i would have expected from your usual skepticism of anonymous devs and so on yeah no i'm not uh, skeptical of anonymous devs i'm skeptical of people who have no uh no reputation and haven't proved anything, haven't done any proof of work. Uh, that's what I'm skeptical of. There's plenty of anonymous people who are amazing. Um, yeah, but on this one, I happen to know because uh, not not everything about them, but I know enough just to see that they have been doing dev work in BCH for a while. And they obviously know what they're doing. They got into talks with us about using the price oracles which is amazing, right? Because this will be the second application or the second big applications, there's small ones that are using the price oracles, which uh, price oracles, having to use price oracles is not a great thing in the first place, but it's just a reflection of, you know, things are moving ahead. People are actually making use of things and building utility, building layers. So I love having somebody come in who knows what they're doing, who wants to use the, the price oracles. Um, like you said, uh, I suspect that eventually they want to do something along the lines of prediction markets, but that's, that's further off. It's hard to say all the stuff with cash tokens, right. is just yet to, to be explored. Even it's completely unexplored territory still. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So from, from what I have seen and from the talks that I have had with them, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand why it was, surprising that i was excited <laughs> when they first came out but yeah what sort of talk i, I haven't what, they, i haven't they, had any yellow flags telegram or red or? flags about it yeah okay yeah, on telegram yeah but uh like i'm the first one to, to pick out red flags and yellow flags and i haven't 
picked out any yet. But, but yeah, like you said, you absolutely, everybody needs to, uh, do some due diligence. And actually on that point, uh, cheap lightning has something for you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm probably more skeptical, uh, because I haven't talked to any of these people. Um, and so I definitely advise caution. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I wrote a post a while ago on read.cash about uh, mercenaries and grifters and, and uh, John has been, been pushing me to expand that to what about just scams? How do you find scams? And of course, during the uh, SPCH heyday, there was a plethora of, of scams and every day there's some new scam and they got pretty, pretty easy to pick out uh, certain common threads amongst them. So I wrote uh, an, another new post. It's on my read.cash, but uh to make it more simple, it's uh, IAFS dot cash, which of course stands for it's a fucking scam, uh, <laughs> fucking scam. Uh, so IAFS dot cash, and it's just a checklist uh, that you can go through to uh, see if if uh, there are some major uh, yellow and or red flags about a particular project. Um, and there's about twenty points there, I think. So obviously, you know, uh, with any project, there's going to be some things that uh, people are are better at doing than others um and if the fact that the the team of of this project uh, is anonymous is is a you know a red flag for you that's fine uh but uh go through the list and see if there are other red flags as well um so um do do they do they promise that they're going to give 50% of, of their income to, to starving children in, in Canada, uh, or, or whatever, um, you know, uh, so just, uh, be careful about, uh, you know, promises that, uh, they probably aren't going to deliver. I'm not saying that they have, but, uh, you know, just find out for yourself if, if that's the case. Um, yeah, there you go. And, and I recommend, uh, people start to use this, uh, you know, pop it open, and uh, if there's a new project, you know, look for a copy pasta somewhere where somebody's taken this uh, this list and filled it out to some degree, right? Like, just having a uh, a culture of of due diligence will be will be fantastic. So, I hope people make use of it. Taking a look at this list, uh, obviously, I'm just saying it for the first time here. What I think I'm sure we can uh, adapt and expand this. Like, it would actually it might sound obvious uh, to say something like. Do they prefer to move all discussion to DMs? Yes, no. But I can imagine people would find this and maybe not know. Well, what what, what do you mean? What it, is yes a good sign or is no a good sign, right? And so perhaps having some explanations underneath these that go into yeah. like, okay, scam, you know, scammers are likely to want to discuss in DMs because in public forums they can more easily be called out and uh, by other people so isolating the target makes them more vulnerable to being manipulated and talked into something that they don't understand or uh handing over bitcoin cash or, or whatever right so i think yeah, i'm sure we can uh, build and expand on this it, it would be uh, great as a like a forum on a site where you could just fill it out quickly quick 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 yeah and has explanations yeah, exactly. like you said and everything yeah gotta start somewhere it's a good yeah, yeah. starting point for a due diligence culture yes but I, I, I think this is a cool, cool article. This is an excellent uh, move in the right direction. I might have to add this to the Bitcoin Cash podcast FAQs. I've got a section on scams there, but I mostly just refer to other people like Coffee Dealer because I don't have time to ch- <laughs> chase chase them all around. <laughs> all right. 
Originally. Yeah. So, so but your original question for me personally, I, uh, I, I do try to do due diligence. I'm a student of cheap lightning and I try to learn how to do due diligence and I haven't picked out, uh, any yellow red flags. And like you said, I use, I'm, I'm quick to, to pick out, uh, sussiness. So, uh, yeah, it seems you, all right to me so far. Do you have any thoughts on the BCH guru? Uh, me. Um, so He's just, non, he doesn't get to have an opinion. <laughs> so, uh, just in, so just in case emergent reasons is, uh, in on the scam, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to <laughs> offer something a bit more cynical. Um, so, uh, look at it, look at it this way. Um, they are, these guys are actually doing a lot of pioneering work on a very novel system, which is cash tokens. So just the NFT minting mechanism and all takes a lot of work to set up and they're the first guys to do this. So it, and I mean, and everyone, and, and also everyone knows how poor the BCH people are already. <laughs> so, um, it is a very high effort, very low return uh, thing for them to do. So uh, even if they, even if you are extremely cynical and uh, think that they will turn out to be a scam, um, just think of it as a just think of it as a donation to the BCH ecosystem. It is well worth it. Um, yeah, and it. With all that said, it will be pretty ludicrous for people to scam like this in this specific way. There are much better opportunities. So yeah, maybe. I mean, I I agree with you. I think one of the things that's quite important to note about the current state of BCH is that following all of the uh, civil wars and splits and everything with XCC, you know, the final was sort of at the end of twenty twenty. So I started this podcast in 2021 because i thought okay the ship would turn around and even with smart bch uh then also having problems by and large i feel like mostly things have turned around right but at the same time the the hype hasn't quite hit yet the story isn't really out there yet the bch is kicking off and then it's all kind of starting to come together right so what that means is that we're at this uh, with the cash tokens upgrade as well too we're at this inflection point where people who are going to be in ahead of the trend can kind of get in now and start building their projects and whatever and they're going to have a huge advantage over people coming in later because like you're saying it might be more work to do the first ever large nft mint on bitcoin cash but as I've explained on the show before, the process of doing that work is also what makes you an expert. It teaches you how it works. It gives you the chance to be the one setting the industry standards. You know, you, you become more involved in the core details of what's happening. And so then as everyone else comes in, it might be easier in quotation marks for them because some already tools or patterns or the community is already familiar with how things are done or there's more going on. But on the other hand, it's like everything entrepreneurial, you know, the risk is sort of proportionate to the reward. So if you're in early before everyone else and you have to do the hard work, well, you get paid out once everybody else comes in and starts, you know, copying what you're doing or, um, you know, their hype and stuff is adding onto your project, which already has momentum so in that way i think the community should be 
not, uh, you know, we should still be scam averse, obviously, but should not be surprised to find projects like this start to pop up. They will need to prove themselves over time and with work. But the, I, I would encourage everyone not to be too cynical that anybody coming into BCH is just grifting because now is actually a fantastic time to do so. So there will be at least some good actors that 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 do that. Yeah, and uh, the um, uh, I I, th I think it it is uh, the usual rules apply where uh, the easier all this becomes, the more grifters you can. Act expect uh that comes out of this uh, right now it is really difficult so uh there should be a lot less uh if any but that will also be a sign of success important to note though once yes. there's a lot of grifters coming in that's not a good thing in terms of having grifters but on the reality is that grifters are inevitable and one thing that can be said <laughs> for them is that they're good at finding where the money is and so if there's a lot of money, there's a lot of action, there's a lot of activity, there's a lot of new users coming to Bitcoin Cash, well, they will kind of come along for the ride. One of the things I've heard uh, people talking about, uh, like Mark Falzon, I think, talks about it uh, often, is that uh, grifters or, or scammers is a sign of a real thing because, by definition, there is no such thing as a, a scam that doesn't have a, a core to it, right? If you're trying to fake something... There has to be something to fake, otherwise it, it wouldn't happen in the first place. So there is some real value going on, and then the grifting is kind of at the at the periphery. But obviously, as that that core expands, it becomes easier for the community to develop known trusted links among among things, and the kind of cream rises to the crop over time with Lindy and uh, with proof of work. Right, so uh, that that will be very important. But I think we should all be aware of. Uh, the fact that we're going to be seeing both more scams and more actual real projects really start to flood into the scene over the next 12 months. It's also worth saying, I think, that uh, we, having seen, you know, the ICO uh, <laughs> boom, which was just, I mean, you have to be honest, that it was just a, a lot of grifting going on there, vast majority grifting going on, right? There was no very 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 few real DAOs or anything even today there's very few so we have to also i think uh, hold ourselves to a higher standard that we've seen something so we should have learned something from it too so hopefully we will and hopefully we'll uh get off to a better start yeah absolutely but i'm looking forward to this uh game coming out i will say at this stage i am planning to mint maybe you know one to three maybe up to five of the initial gurus. I actually I like the art quite a lot. I've not really had or been involved in much NFT based stuff before. I never really got too hype about it, but I like the idea of it being involved in the predictions game because I can just see yeah. that absolutely <laughs> kicking off. And I also got to say, I like the approach of the project in terms of being kind of open to other coins like firstly they've called it bch guru so bch is front and center in the name and you couldn't do this on any other chain well maybe you could but with a lot of caveats right bch is quite uniquely suited to it but one of the things that they have notably done is in the artworks they've made them like i said there's the bch coin and then there's the xmr and litecoin and dogecoin there's a few other coins the and the major you know some of the less scammy ones basically some of the real legitimate projects in the scene. They haven't just gone with every coin 
to try and get cloud. Although I think they did have Ripple maybe, which I was like, why did you guys do that? But internet the point computer, is, it better have that. <laughs> yeah, one. that's right. Where's internet computer? <laughs> Justice for internet computer on BCH Guru, calling them out right now. Uh, but the point is that I like that they're, give, they're getting the idea. Firstly, price speculation is something that happens in every coin. So it's a, a good thing to um, appeal across chains. And then secondly, also trying to create a bit of that inclusivity for people who might be on those other chains who think, oh, well, I might check this out or at least feel a bit more favorable to it. I think that's also very smart and helpful for us. If they don't have ICP, I'm not going to buy any though. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's first. yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. The Yellow, race is on. Red, red, red flag. flag. <laughs> no ICP. No ICP. They haven't. They haven't uh, announced the the full mint. You know, we haven't seen the full ten thousand set. So right. you still have, still have time to go back and quickly just generate up some new artworks. Throw out a few of the uh, light. I don't want to refund if I don't get. If I don't get BCH on mine, I'm going to want to refund. <laughs> well, you're not going to want to refund. You're going to have to trade it. Exactly. That's exactly it. The free market always sets a value. Right, there. right. Let's so see what punks. people value there. Yeah, maybe the BCH ones will be the rare ones that will be just worth I'll, three times. I'll be the collector the of ones. all the poor other <laughs> junk, <laughs> junk. Yeah. The, the junk coins. We'll see. Maybe there'll be a rating of, of uh, who knows. Well, we see the same thing with BCH bull. It's funny, right? Because there's there's some some positions, right? Obviously, again, this isn't financial advice, but you see some positions where you're like, logically, um, you might want to go short on this like but when it comes to btc it's like radioactive <laughs> nobody takes it it's just sitting there nobody will take the btc shorts against uh bch like nobody will touch it everybody's long well the history uh, is versus btc really okay yeah. i mean yeah. i mm, i've considered doing a bch short which is quite an ironic thing right that if the btc goes up against bch i end up with more bch which is actually pretty pretty cool because i i sort of felt like right that way it's like hedging your bets that way you can't lose but all these maximalists and shilling and whatever garbage they're up to whatever hype they create in their uh failing fork then i will benefit and if i lose well then i still win because bch is obviously going up so <laughs> right yeah, no, it, it's been always the, the, the irony, the hidden irony of BCH bull naming, right? Because it's like, oh, well, that's only if BCH goes up. And it's like, no, it goes up or it goes down and BCH wins either way because you're using BCH to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, that's enough uh, on the sly shilling and BCH guru, you got your shout outs as well too. So apologies that it was a week late, but... Uh, I'm sure that could have made up for it. Okay, so the main topic that I wanted to get into with our expert panel here today was the ordinals and BRC20. So the first point uh, to this is that in February, it was covered on this show on episode 71 with uh, some of the same guests. So if you're not um, up to date with all of what this is about my first suggestion is just pause this episode now and go back and listen to episode 71 because i don't want to recover everything that we already covered uh but then we're gonna so the conversation has since moved on it's now three months later 
uh, and a ton has happened in that time. So that's what we're mostly going to be covering. We're not going to be re redoing everything that was already mentioned in episode 71. So pause the episode and go catch up with that if you're interested and or need the backstory. But the summary is that in late January, a taproot exploit on BTC allowed the creation of in so-called inscriptions, these NFTs and data storage onto the BTC chain. Now, some of the predictions, I rewatched this episode in preparation and some of the things that were discussed actually was was quite interesting in terms of saying like, oh, well, we don't know whether it's a fad and it's going to die off or if it's going to explode, right? Well, what happened was that it kind of ticked along at a moderate pace until just a couple of weeks ago or a little bit more than a week, certainly. The basically developers who have essentially defected from Bitcoin SV onto BTC, uh, they jumped on a trend where somebody who I, I don't want to say was one of these BSV devs, but somebody created a thing called BRC20 tokens, which was the idea that since you can have arbitrary data in these transactions, you could also have tokens like on every other, like on ERC20, hence it's uh, BRC20, Bitcoin request for comment 20 uh, tokens. And that created an explosion of price because a speculative mania started over minting these tokens on BTC, which is seen as the most pristine, the most secure, and obviously the oldest name in crypto, particularly by the uninformed sort of mass. And there was a whole lot of people who were more interested in Ethereum tokens or in DeFi and all that. And suddenly they were able to get in on BTC where previously they thought, okay, this is this digital gold. I'm not that interested in it. So they all flooded in to buy these tokens. And part of the innovation seems to be copying this method that had been pioneered elsewhere, but this has been the most effective usage of it, where you have to submit tra the mint is like an open on-chain mint. So instead of the developer creating a thousand tokens and then you sort of auctioning them off, instead, it's like it's going to go live in two days. And then once it goes live, everybody is kind of rushing to put in their, their transaction to mint some of the some of the tokens. So because of that, what that means is if the price of the token goes up, so let's say this Audi was the first token that they made and was the largest one. If you make Audi, if that's $5 per token, and I can send a BTC transaction to mint 100 of them for, um, you know, 100 of them in one transaction, so that's $500 right there, then I will pay anything up to $499 in BTC transaction fees to mint that token because then I, I can immediately sell it uh, and make a $1 profit, right? So the higher the price of the token goes, the more money it's worth spending in BTC fees to um, mint these tokens. Of course, that only lasts as long as the speculative mania does because as more and more people rush in, the mania gets more hype. But at a certain point, uh, you know, the mania dies down for these essentially useless tokens and the price um, falls. And then, you know, if I was still minting at that time or if I was still trying to trade, then I'm holding the bag and that sucks, right? Uh, but as a result of that, it skyrocketed the fees on BTC, which have been kind of flatlining along at, you know, $1 or $2 for quite a long time. 
And they then went in a matter of days from $5 up to $30 and more than 200 blocks of backlogged transactions on BTC. So this is very critical because it's the first fee crisis that BTC has had in a bear market. The previous two in 2017 and 2021 were both at the hype of the euphoria of the price exploding, which allowed a lot of justifications and reasoning by the BTC people that, oh, this, it's, you know, you can sweep a lot under the rug when everybody is getting rich on paper, essentially. And this was the first time that the actual users of the chain, people who actually transact on BTC, were having to reckon with their technical and economic choices at a time when there wasn't euphoria and media hype and we're all going to the moon. And that's created an absolute amount of chaos. So that's my summary. Does anybody want to add any uh, elements to that that I'm missing or their their sort of first impression of all of this? I, I love it. <laughs> that's my my impression. Uh, I'm just, I, I just love the chaos. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I don't have any, uh, any technical uh, additions to add there. I'm just really, really uh, happy to see all of this going on. It's great. Did anybody mint any? I didn't mint. I don't have any BTC. I didn't make any BTC transactions, so I didn't get involved. But did anybody do it for scientific I didn't. reasons? No, yeah. Man. Just watching from the, from the circus audience, just uh, <laughs> just enjoying the show, like Jeep Lightning said, right? Just see how it goes. <laughs> right. That's what I keep saying to people on Twitter, right? They're like, they're like in this righteous outrage right they're like you know whether it's bigger blocks or free speech or whatever it is right i'm just like yay whatever it is <laughs> it's just hilarious the whole thing is hilarious right because it's like yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which one you want to do you're fucked no matter which way you go so enjoy and, and and i normally wouldn't be like that right i normally wouldn't enjoy that kind of thing but it's one of those times where you're like look i've done everything i could possibly do to convince people that they shouldn't be using btc right that it's a that it's a captured chain that it's a dead chain walking and so forth and i've done everything i could possibly do that that i can think of so i have zero kind of uh guilt about just sitting back and enjoying the fire because i've been trying to warn people to get out since well forever since since 2017 16 14 15. so yeah just have to enjoy it for what it is so let's look now, at it from this angle then uh well like you're saying it's essentially been a huge vindication of what the big block has I've been saying since time immemorial, right, that a chain doesn't work and there's high fees. People will move on to speculative goods, uh, you know, onto alternatives and it's forcing... Substitute goods, of, yeah. Substitute goods, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's forcing the BTC people to reckon with the choices that they made and so far have been able to sweep under the rug. So it's taken maybe five or six years for the, you know, the karma to, to come back in, the tide to uh, regress, but... We're, we're starting to see that, right? So that's that, and this seems to have created a, a real shift in the market, right? There's not been any event like this previously that has done so much damage to all the stories and lies essentially 
that the laser eyes and the Bitcoin sort of maximalists have been telling nah. all these stories about digital gold and everything like that. It's 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 worked for them so far. I mean, they're still number one. ETH has got up there close, but they haven't flipped them on market cap and they're not even sort of in the ballpark at the moment. So is Yeah, no, those 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 point? uh no no those those narratives are completely irrational in the first place. So they are resistant to any kind of rational uh inspection or discussion or whatever, right? They're just irrational in the first place. So they're immune. Um, so because it's, it, as we said before, I think in the last one, it's a marketing chain, right? It, it's a name brand marketing chain, which works on the value set by tether and exchanges, not by utility. The, the floor of its value is not set by utility in any way. So in terms of the price and so forth, that's going to be what it's going to be. I don't think this will have much of an impact on that, but what has happened before and is happening now again in 2017 21 and now is if you watch the graph of you know the transactions and they just hit the ceiling right boom hard and then it just it flatlines of course that's the only thing it can possibly do is flatline and then you see volume pick up on other chains on bch on ltc on xmr you, you just see volume start to pick up and as soon as you've done that like you said substitute goods people are they're like oh shit, well well, when I really need to do something, I guess I'll go use that one, right? So the, the impact is that they're you losing the little utility that it already had is is dropping because people are going to other places. And the, the number of users that are like, oh, wait, I can use other things is increasing. But the marketing name brand and all that stuff, it's not really, I don't think it'll have a big impact on it. That's why I, I often say, um, and others are saying it too, right? Like, uh, all this circus and house fire and all this stuff going on is a lose for BTC. Yes. But it's not a win for BCH, right? Like not, not directly, indirectly a bit, but so the, the main thing is just keep, keep making BCH utility increase as much as we can is, is what we got to do. Okay. Blinding imaginary. Do you think, do you think this moment has created a serious shift in the broader crypto narrative uh, i'm i'm again gonna offer a very cynical view of this um so we've been in the in a bear market and kind of flatlining on the crypto industry for for quite a while now and um people are starving and by people i don't just mean like you know people who buy nfts and coins and stuff i mean like exchanges and miners like this some of the biggest movers and shakers they are starving and um, you know they're trying to re they're trying to get back their losses from ftx and stuff and you know there's just not a lot of revenue sources to um to get all to get all those and so this is especially true with exchanges i've i've observed this uh phenomenon or behavior a while ago that exchanges actually in particular they are very well funded many of them and they love controversy the more chaotic the better because it generates hype and when whenever hype whenever hype or controversy appears there's volume um 
and volume is good. It's good for business. And well, uh, is it actually good for the host chain or the ecosystem? Who cares? Who gives a shit? We 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 get to we get to get some hype and uh, we better egg them on and we get a couple million dollars here and there and we survive for another day. And that's good enough. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, so it's not just you know uh, the. So it's it's not just the ordinals uh, wizards or tabroot wizards. It's not just you know the uh, the people who g- want to go in and dev and uh, cause chaos. There's a there's a lot of people. There's a lot of like bigger players who have their interests aligned with uh, making this as chaotic and as big a thing as possible. Um, at least for the meantime. Uh, and- so just like all the other things of this nature that we have seen before, it will probably it will probably fade out after a while and nobody would remember them in a year. Uh, but yeah. for the meantime, you know, it's good enough. So a lot of people would make some money out of this. Uh, probably not the people who are left holding the bags. So, yeah. The, the difference with BCH and BTC in that context because the 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 chaos and making money from volatility is i i completely agree with that but uh the difference right is that btc is probably the the vast majority of the backing for a lot of the shenanigans and bullshit in the ecosystem also like uh usdt so when when they claim to have backing so that btc gets preferential treatment on that one so the, the the alpha is to watch for this is not investment advice right because i don't do trading and shit anyway but the 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 real like the the joker right the the joker from batman the joker like smiling and hitting the button to blow shit up is uh when you see tether start to turn on btc because that will mean they have divested of btc and done something else whatever the hell else they did that will be the sign that like shit's about the the foundation's about to go. So uh, that's, that's, uh, I don't know. I just look for entertainment and all this. So that's the part that I'm looking for. But yeah, there, there's a little bit of a difference between BTC and everything else because of the, uh, it's, it's place in uh, backing on assets. Well, there's certainly an element to this, which is quite unique that uh, caught the market off guard, I would say, in the sense that because the, ordinals and the speculative mania and everything drove so much revenue for miners it changes the incentives around how the ecosystem has to adapt to it because obviously a lot of people in the bdc community we will come to that um felt like this isn't something that we want or this wasn't what bitcoin was supposed to be which is of course quite ironic because if they knew what Bitcoin was supposed to be, they would be in Bitcoin Cash to begin with. But whatever their variation of that is, that they felt they had a solid hold on, well, suddenly all the quote-unquote shitcoiners appearing on their chain to be, you know, Ethereum light or BSV light uh, was a disaster. But it wasn't. It's not a simple thing to say. Let's just get rid of it. Not only because of the political status on btc it's not necessarily viable there in the first place but secondarily is that the miners are going to be very hard if not impossible to convince to shut this off because they're the ones making all the money 
And the entire story, which the BBC side have been saying for quite a long time, is that we want to have high fees. And eventually, once the fees are high, that will pay for all the security. And they have this idea of a developing fee market. I mean, to the extent that fees have gone up, it's mostly been uh, because the price speculation has increased and the price of BDC has gone up. So therefore, fees have gone up slightly. But in terms of because, like you said, they've already hit the transaction throughput limit. There's no, in, you know, if you're only increasing the magnitude of the fees versus the volume of fees, if you're only increasing magnitude, that just becomes increasingly untenable, which is you know, the BCH side have been saying forever, if you're never increasing the the volume side. But they finally got a spike in that magnitude it just didn't come from the source they expect. They sort of have this idea in their mind that over time people would become more desperate to use BDC as the world's economies sort of crumble into it. And because of that, it would be more and more justified to pay a $50 fee to open a lightning channel to onboard a whole town of people in El Salvador, right? This is complete nonsense. This is not how it's going to play out at all, but that's that's how they thought. And how it's actually happened is that instead somebody's found a, a, an exploit, a bug that their own developers put in that interest that BCH dodged that BSV didn't need because it already <laughs> was doing this kind of stuff anyway, and which LTC kind of uh, swallowed the poison pill on and also has it right. So uh, they it happened in that way. That's what motivated somebody to pay thirty dollars or fifty dollar fees. In a, in a bear market was speculating on this Audi tokens. But that was firstly a flash in the pan. There's nobody who thinks that that's necessarily that sustainable over the long term. Uh, and secondly, it it also uh, shut down and crushed all of the, oh, we're going to have Lightning Network and Michael Saylor's going to pay tons of money to move his institutional Bitcoins around when they haven't been doing that so far that hasn't driven up fees and the hope was at some point in the future it would but that like they're having to confront the reality that well if there's now people doing speculative stuff on our chain or anything else even just making regular on-chain transfers those are competing with those lightning network and michael saylor transactions so the desire has to be very high for somebody to pay that and that's just not how it's happening that's, that's one of the the sadder parts is the people that aren't technical enough to understand lightning and how it works and are just absolutely convinced that it's just the scaling solution. Right. And it's like, man, you have no idea what you're in for. And now they're finding out, right? Because, well, well, they're finding out two things. One is anybody who's actually making a, a real attempt to use lightning is finding out <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, for various reasons, right, which have been explained since more than six years ago. And, and especially once the prices, once the fees go up, not only does it not work, but your money starts to be at risk, literally at risk of just going poof under your face, you know, being extorted for it or just accidentally closed out or whatever it is. So yeah, the ones who are making a serious attempt are realizing it's just this shit doesn't work at all. And then the ones who don't care are just going to custodial solutions. And now they're all in this whole rationalization of why custodial solutions are okay. It's just like, oh my God. It's like layer upon layer of comedy. Uh, from the outside, it's funny. From the inside, I'm sure it's terrible.
but the the narrative is is hasn't really changed, right? So it's like oh, it's changing. Yeah, custodial is okay now. But but I mean the 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 over the overreaching overarching narrative of of number goes up, right? So it's like, well, I got my money in BTC, right. and it's the the big holder. So if all of right, this right, right. little 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 drama and tokens and whatever happens, I don't care because my nest egg yeah. is safe in, 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 in the store of value. It's, it's safe. So, and that's uh, why the custodial uh, narrative works just fine in a right. marketing, marketing coin context. The custodial thing is like, well, sure. It doesn't matter as long as the number goes up, like you said. But is it the case? And I've seen this argument start to, crop up i mean it's very indicative that they rarely even use their own chain to be honest but yeah. i've seen several yeah. people have now it's sort of this thin end of the wedge i mean they're just the frog boiling in the pot right but they're where they, it's now started to say well i have the majority of my coins are on chain non-custodial my you know my life savings they're uh protected uh on layer one blah 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 but i just have ten dollars on lightning which i use for transactions and that's fine and i don't care if that kind of gets lost but there's no understanding that okay the your goose is already cooked at this point because <laughs> if uh your ten dollars is on lightning firstly if lightning fucks up uh or there's this kind of disaster then how are you going to be able to run your economy you're not and then secondly that that it's only a tiny fraction of the world that is using bitcoin bdc or even cryptocurrency overall on a daily basis at the moment and if well, they're already sort of, you know, it's not like they're compromising to get over the last ten percent. They're compromising at the stage of zero point zero 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 one percent of adoption. Yeah, and the principles are already going out the window. So how is this going to scale up another, you know, potentially what five orders of magnitude at least? At uh, least, and for 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 right, and and the most painful thing is like I was into cheap lightning the other day like just this cassandra feeling right of being like hey we were saying this for literally like the last nine eight or nine years and uh come on right this, this is the part where you lose the feeling of guilt it's like no i tried i really did <laughs> i tried but i have this quote that i just pulled up not a quote but the the thing that i wrote in this article like six years ago or seven six, i don't know when it was but I said, uh, the result is a complete failure as money. The result will be a complete failure as money. And the normal user can't compete for space. And even the wealthy will lose to the ultra wealthy, right? On, on, so even those people who are like, no, I have my stuff stored on chain, like you said. And you're like, how much? How many coins do you have that in? You know, what percent of your wealth are you going to spend, have to spend just to make one transaction? at this imaginary unicorn future where, you know, people are saying paying, you know, hundred, five hundred dollars per transaction, you know, you're competing with institutions. What the fuck is that? Did you well, <laughs> Does it make any sense? It's actually worth it, Dad. Yeah. Uh, um tell us so so uh <laughs> the usual narrative i mean we've all seen this seen this show before. Uh the usual narrative was that oh uh well that uh, the less rich would just be outcompeted and you don't need to transact on chain and uh, you know on chain should be just like container things that uh compete that ultimately it would compete with fedwire and so it will be totally fine because fedwire just uh do something like i don't know like a tr like one transaction every couple 
every couple of minutes or something. So it will be totally fine ultimately. And it will be this ridiculously high value thing going on. Well, the problem, the problem with that, of course, is that, uh, the fees are not, would not only get high, but it will be un, it will be unpredictable. The unpredictability is the worst thing. So, yeah. Um, so once in a while, uh, you get, you get some low fees. And then as we have seen, and the low fees period can get pretty long depending on how long the bear market lasts and then you get something else going on and it's all rugged they just rug you um fat wire doesn't do that so yeah it gets it gets worse it's not just high fees but it's also unpredictable and this unpredictability is what kills it yeah and that's one of those things i keep saying to people like uh the samurai wallet guys and some of the others who you know, you're like, oh man, I, I actually believe that you have good intentions, but like, you really gotta just open your eyes at some point and be like, maybe we're fucked. You know, maybe these guys in control of consensus never had the best intentions of Bitcoin. Uh, it, they, they never had that at heart. Right. So you just imagine that some at some point people will will figure it out but so far it's not been like that okay quick quick side note i don't know jay if you want to comment on this but I was just asking about a cassandra uh feeling so for people who don't know cassandra in greek mythology cassandra was a beautiful princess of troy daughter of priam and hecuba she was blessed with the gift of foreseeing the future but her curse was that no one believed her which weighed heavily on the destruction of troy during the trojan war so the, it's kind of this that's, ironic. That's why what's his face? The the famous uh, guy from the Big Short, um, Michael Burry. That's why his name Michael is Cassandra. On yeah, Twitter, on, yeah, on Twitter, yes. yeah, yes. And it's the it's, it's kind of the scenario that the BCH community is now in, where we've been predicting the calamity, and it's now <laughs> happening pretty much exactly as everybody said right from the start exactly but of course we're still uh, and i want to dig into this we're, are we being believed or are we not like we are some that some people are starting to wake up this podcast is at nearly 1400 audio downloads this month and we're only halfway through the month it's already setting all-time high records right so i i personally believe and i have the evidence to back it up i think that people people are starting to wake up you know people are starting to get it and maybe not the most core people in the btc scene but the damage across the crypto scene has been absolutely massive in terms of all the people who thought okay well maybe i don't know about this you know btc theory but it's going fine so far so maybe they're right so many people have started to wake up i think that that was that was not the case. You, you you might be right on on the group of people who are actually looking at things and thinking about it and thinking what's going on here right they're maybe starting to figure it out that that's that's true it might be true there's there's still a very large group of people though who are in this very i don't know what to call it um yeah, like the, the rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic mode right where they're like oh but we need to do the thing and we need to do the thing where we do an extra extension block and then we like do a thing and then we're going to block inscriptions and then something something <laughs> and then you're like and then and then keep going keep going and then at the end they're like yeah but bcash was wrong they're a bunch of scammers but we need to do what they did <laughs> you know what i mean it's like oh 
<laughs> yeah, but the people who are actually paying attention and thinking about it rationally, I think they're starting to see that, you know, something stinks, especially when fucking Adam back like posts some shit like, oh, it's Veblen money or <laughs> some more shit. You're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> or uh, 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 Peter Todd uh, or Ben Weirdom or, or some of these other guys post some shit about, oh, well, when Satoshi mentioned cash in the Bitcoin white paper, what he meant was, uh, and then they pull out some cache, something explanation, and there's some Wikipedia entry about some obtuse thing that nobody's ever heard of. And you're like, no, bitch, they're talking about, he's just talking about cash. Like everybody thinks of cash. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're really going in circles. Uh, but But the thing is, the, the hard part is even the people who start to realize something's wrong, it's yet another step for them to come to the conclusion that these people who actually are in control of BTC consensus, which people don't even realize in the first place, but even if they realize that, and then they have to take another step to realize, wait, maybe these guys don't have, you know, the interests of Bitcoin at heart. Uh, maybe they're not actually aiming for the same thing I'm aiming for. Like there's several steps to really realize that BTC is in a really bad position. So I don't, I still don't think it's going to be many people that actually get that far until, you know, until the market just falls off a cliff. And then of course, everybody will say, Oh, well, anyway, move on. One, one thing I keep doing on, on Twitter is asking people in, in BTC, like what is the process for <clears throat> consensus? on BTC like how is consensus decided like it doesn't matter if if you want big blocks or you want to censor ordinals or whatever your your idea to help this this current crisis is what is the process to make a change right and not a single person has answered me because it's not written down it doesn't exist right how well you 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 submit uh, uh, a change on on github or you know like nobody's even said that right because nobody talks about it nobody talks about it um you know going in the time machine like back to when i got into bitcoin and, and was just using it as cash and and the the fee started to skyrocket you know i thought well the guys in charge are smart because they understand computer science and stuff. So of course they're going to fix it and they're good and it will continue. Um, and I was so wrong. A bunch of assumptions and they're yeah, still there. All those assumptions yeah, it, are still there. It, it took me quite a while to realize like, Oh wait, there's there, you know, they talk about decentralization over and over and over again, but, uh, decision-making is absolutely centralized. And as far as I know, like basically there's going to be a couple guys who are going to get together and they're going to make a decision. They're either going to decide to do nothing or they're going to decide to extend blocks or big blocks, or they're going to decide to censor a certain kind of transaction. And how do you get a vote in that system? How do you uh, make a proposal? It's just, it's completely unclear and nobody knows and everybody just trusts that somebody is going to do something. Um, and it's, uh, I, I, for anyone who's in, in BTC, you should really like stop and ask, 
what is the process to fix this? Like, not what is the fix? What is the process to fix this? And if you don't know, well, then you should find out um, because that's your your savings theoretically, right? So go on, go on. Well, go ask. Hang, yes. hang on a second. I got a, I got a, you know. Um, Cheap lightning, uh, lightning fires over here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I got to, I got to, I, I know what the answers they would give you are though. The, there's, there's two answers here. The first thing is that they believe that their node is their vote. So I'm running a node and you can't <laughs> right, touch my right, node. Right, right. And so they believe you that. know, That's they right. would say that even if the Bitcoin core made an update, let's say to take out the ta taproot stuff and they happen to be running a node and in favor of the taproot, then they would say, okay, well, I'm just not going to upgrade my node and you're stuck. That sort of avoids the fact that Bitcoin core is clearly deciding the agenda of what's coming in the future or could somehow trick them or find a way to, you know, slide it in like Taproot got in without anybody expecting that it would turn into Ordinal's wizards. So who knows what the next thing they cook up will, you know, but the point is that's, that's the firstly, that's what they would say. And the second thing is you need to understand that the BDC community, there's some great streams by uh, Tone Vase uh, and all them when they were discussing the taproot because there was a lot of drama with the introduction of taproot in BTC and the drama was I'm sure I think we even probably covered it on this show at the time I would need to check what the exact episode was but the um the drama was about what is the pro what you're talking about what is the process to decide and the thing is they want there not to be a process because in their mind that makes Bitcoin the most resilient if there is no process because then to get in a change to this supposedly immutable unchangeable uh you know slowly code ossifying project not only if there is no uh you know clear goal for what we're trying to do it was just created by Satoshi and it's perfect if we don't touch it uh but also if there's no way to even agree on what a code change would look like or what a consensus change is it i mean obviously it all goes back to that original <laughs> censorship of big blocks and you're not allowed to discuss it right if nobody can even discuss it and there is no process and there is nothing well then they have this duality that consensus will just magically emerge out of the market like some mystical force when everyone would suddenly know but on the other hand you're not allowed to discuss or figure out any objective metrics or milestones for for how that would work they like it that way that's what i'm trying to tell you so asking them what is the process they'll just say consensus or the market will decide right well we even have people in bch ecosystem who think similarly right they liked abc being the reference node that makes all the decisions and is the alpha or whatever something like that right these are the, the the kind of closet authoritarians. I think they they actually think that that level of authority is the right thing to do. That I promise you, they're still here in BCH ecosystem too. So yeah, I, I agree. There's there's a whole large contingent of people who like to have someone who tells them what to do. So I just want to add to that a bit. So uh, no matter what B the BTC people say, um, they're thesis about decentralization and their ability to resist you know unjust changes was entirely unfounded um while on bch that is actually a that, that is actually a fact that we have pulled off um you know we have rejected unjust change from 
you know, the quote unquote dominant repo uh, that uh, releases the node. So that is, that that is a fact. And that, you know, a lot of people say that, oh, that was uh, that was a disaster. That was just, you know, some routine thing that BCH falls into chaos. But, but that singular event, I would say, is made us qualitatively different from all the other major chains and was, I, I don't i don't think we've ever seen anything before even even chains that even chains that pride themselves as being oh it's so decentralized uh and we are counterculture you know chains like monero um you have never seen this before we are the only guys who have uh crossed this bridge and hence we are now in uncharted territory um exploring the uh the uh the effects of the the effects of what this means yeah hang on so i want to just clarify on this so this is something i've mentioned uh quite heavily in the bitcoin cash podcast faq i think it's quite a critical point so as far as i'm aware there's only two major chains that have ever rejected uh leading development uh team which is bitcoin cash and ethereum classic we have to give them props they also i think could claim the same thing that from their perspective an unjust change was being made to the chain like what whoever is developing ethereum classic now it's clearly not you know vitalik well, and all the, 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 the difference gang, is right? they lost well, well we mean, lost right like like we, no, no, no. we lost with btc to bch yes we, we lost right because oh, cool. if we had won we wouldn't even had bch we would just have btc but well, that's they lost in to. the same way there, but not with ABC. No, with ABC, what, yeah. the reference client was kicked the fuck out. But that's why I'm saying. So BCH is unique in the sense that yeah, it's unique. Well, firstly, yes. it's had three chain splits, but it's it's the only uh, coin where the developer, the, the sort of lead dev implementation has been thrown out twice. That's only ever been done by two coins uh, once which was uh, ETC and BCH, and then only BCH has done it on multiple occasions. And I guess, like but, you said, come out with a minority, well, uh, majority yes. split. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean uh, you know, uh, it is it is not that difficult to actually, well, I mean, well, well I mean, we kind of trailblazed it the first time. The first time was difficult, but uh, once the president has been said, it is not that difficult to, you know, fork off and become a minority. Like that has been done like many, many times. And uh, every fork, every fork under the sun can uh, can all claim that um, some became significant, some did not become significant. But I think what made us unique is that we are the only chain who has ever fought and won um like unambiguously and that is unique among all the chains yes but right. importantly i'm i'm less i'm to bring less, it back less sold uh, on less that, what i'm i'm wait, a little wait, less wait, sold wait, on wait, the, wait, what are you less sold on well that, like i think I'm, that's absolutely I, true you know i know it's true it's true i agree that it's true and i agree that it's unique but i to me the the key point is the mult the multiple chain splits that BCH has been through three. I I'm less concerned with who won or lost each side of the split so much that there's a clear precedent of. Uh, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but you know, obviously, <laughs> if if obviously it would have been better if BCH had just won in the in the first place, right? But just to me, it's more about. Okay, I understand. There's some distinction between uh, Amori a, uh, leaving BCH. Huge. 
as Huge a distinction. If, if you lose, BNC, we kicked out Bitcoin Core, and then that was the that was the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but, but it's but about filtering lose. out bad actors with BSV. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah but you got to filter out bad actors and win. You have to filter out bad actors and win, right? If you okay, filter out bad sure. actors and lose, you you get decimated, right? The first time you get decimated. Network effect literally decimated, right? The original meaning tenth, one tenth. You get you get a an exponential decrease in your network effect. You do it again, you lose again. You're down to a right. You yeah. you meet you quickly fall down to just complete irrelevance. So no, you have to win. It, it, it um, uh, splits I mean, without winning are just just whatever. Uh, just I mean one, I mean one day <laughs> one day I would like the flipping to ha to happen and then and then I can and then I can retroactively exactly. claim that you know you know what we ultimately won twenty seventeen exactly um exactly. That, that that would be nice but we we're not at, we're not at that point yet yeah, yeah. and right. and importantly to bring this back from serious discussion to entertaining discussion <laughs> the thing about BTC and the taproot was I don't know how many people know but. The, the 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 people who are in control of consensus on BTC, which is like Bitcoin Core, Digital Currency Group, the, the MIT, the, the Cash, uh, ah, fuck, I forget their name, but the, there's an, the, the other group that's that's more important than the other. MIT Initiative or whatever, yeah. Well, no, no, there's, there's one more, I forget. Anyway, um, those guys, the ones who all voted like in a block, the one megabyte forever type, no hard forks ever group, right? Like the Greg Acolytes, those guys um, did not like Taproot. They didn't want it. But right, BTC uh, totally demonizes miners. It's kind of funny. They're like, oh, miners, they're the security guards of whatever. You know, like they're, they're lowly, lowly guys. They're not the ones, blah, blah, blah. So they don't like miners. They demonize them on the regular. But uh, Poolin is the one that drove Taproot, the, the pool pooling is the one that drove taproot and made it happen and i don't know exactly how that happened but i suspect it was just that pool and was like hey look this is happening for whatever the fuck reason i don't know why they drove that process it was really bizarre i never quite figured out why they were driving that process but they did and they made it happen and i think it looked like the the core developers just kind of were like well all right like we don't want to have a fight right we're not allowed to have a big brouhaha because that would affect the uh the marketing of btc and make it look like whatever and maybe potentially have a split so that's that's no bueno right so somehow pooling got it through i still don't know how all that worked but i think it's just prime comedy that a mining pool is the one that drove taproot and made it go through in the end mm -hmm. I, that's probably only funny to, to me but i think it's hilarious Oh, no, planning. Okay, all right. So I want to I, I want to bring this discussion then to. I've, so I've got a bunch of slides here. I don't know how in detail we we need to do do them all, but I've essentially broken down. We're treating the BDC community as one sort of united uh, entity in this uh, scenario, which for the purpose of that discussion, it's it's correct to do right. But the reality is, what's happening here is that there's at least three, and I'm going to say maybe even like four kind of camps of that have approached this entire uh oh, wow. situation in the in the bdc community so I the, first, the well the first thing to note is that the the prices uh of the transactions and all the 
um, fees have gone back down. So they're now back today, right now. Let me just uh, check on mempool.space. But they're now, okay, $2.67. Okay, they've gone up a little bit, but they were $1 earlier today. And there's 186 blocks of, of backlog. But the fee levels, which were causing huge crisis, which were like $20 for more than a week uh, or, you know, multiple days, if not a week, uh, have sort of subsided for the time being. So the immediate uh, fire, you know, in the in the dynamite uh, is is stops ticking, right? But that that's that's changed things a little bit. But there's uh, so I've got four categories. So you've got the people who are pro BRC twenty and essentially ordinals. They're kind of wrapped up together, which is the sort of uh, taproot wizards guys. You've got uh, against the the BRC twenty, which on the original episode we called the classic maximalist, but I think it's better come to be the laser eyes. Um, so this kind of competing faction of the taproot wizards has risen against the sort of laser eyes. Then you have a third camp who are sort of neutral in the sense that they often believe that there's like they might agree or disagree with ordinals and most of them maybe disagree. They dislike it. They they would prefer that it wasn't there, but they don't think it can or should be removed. That seems to be a big chunk of people. Again, coming back to this whole what's the process? We don't know. Bitcoin is immutable. People innovate within constraints. If it's a valid transaction, it's a valid transaction, that kind of thing, right? So there's a big crowd of people who maybe dislike that this has happened, but they kind of accept that it's inevitable now that it has. Uh, and then the fourth group is everybody who's basically outside any of those camps and is in essentially, you know, ETH, BCH, everything. Everybody who's like speculating or, or poking their nose in uh, kind of from the sidelines, often with great uh, entertainment about about this entire situation right so to to take them sort of step by step because i think each each uh camp in this has quite a different um relevance to to the narrative and it's going to be quite impactful going forward over the next however long um you know time to see as each group because there's no way to assess this right for everybody who is following along at home there's no like scorecard that we can look at to see I've identified these major groups, but there's no objective way to know who's really gaining prominence in the community because it's decentralized. That's the whole point. This all happens in the minds of BTC holders spread about everywhere. So you can sort of follow what's going on on Twitter a little bit, but it's like any revolution or potential geopolitical civil war. It's pretty chaotic and nobody really knows what's going to happen. So the first group being the taproot wizards, Eric Wall, Udi Wertheimer, Nick Carter, interestingly, Dan Held, you know, uh, they're sort of the largest, most prominent voice, but a lot of them. I had Dan said Held on the is previous, over there too. Wow. Yeah, it's very ironic. I'd said on the previous <laughs> episode uh, that I didn't think they could win a civil war in PDC. And the reason I gave was because they didn't have the developers. These guys, they've got a lot of social media clout and influence and they're excellent marketers. But at the end of the day, you know, Bitcoin is a technical project. So to win a civil war, you get, you're going to need some solid devs. You're going to need to have, at least have a believable node implementation plus wallets, plus, you know, uh, indexes on and on. Right. But, yeah, but they're crypto rich. They could totally well, pull that off. Maybe. I don't, I don't know because I think it takes more than just having a bit of cash. I don't know that they are as rich as they say, or maybe, you know, they, they probably have a decent amount of money, but they're all, 
like busy guys like Dan Held, he's not chilling on an island. You know, he spends his time working for various crypto companies. Maybe he does that because he believes it. But I anyway, setting that aside, uh, I think there's an element of credibility that you you need in your developers, which they suddenly got by accident and in a surprise twist with all these BSV devs from Twitch and RelayX and whatever who made the Ordinals wallet and Unisat. So it's important for people to understand like in the whole crypto ecosystem, there's not necessarily that many people specialized in building on Bitcoin because BTC has been stagnant. The BCH devs have been obviously focused on BCH. They're unlikely to defect. In fact, their morale will be is and will be rising as a result of BTC turning into a disaster. But the BSV devs who've been in this ecosystem that's circling the drain, they've suddenly discovered this opportunity to just jump in and turn BTC <laughs> into basically BSV. And BSV, listened, right? Yeah. I listened to this Twitter space where they were just talking about it and it makes perfect sense. Guys, we already had all the software. We already knew how the UTXO model worked. We'd already experts in all this stuff. So we just plugged it in. That's why they were able to spin this stuff up so fast. So they've now formed this kind of unlikely alliance with unholy Eric alliance. and uh, yeah, unholy unholy. Alliance. The, the, it's true because you've got the taproot wizards causing absolute chaos on the marketing front. And then these guys are doing it on the, on the coding front. And the thing is that they're not really coordinated though. So it's kind of more do, like, do they, did the taproot wizards guy actually realize that they're working with BSV? I don't know. And I don't think so. And it's kind of the way I see it is it's kind of like the, the BSV devs have come in and Eric is now celebrating. Look at all this stuff that's happened with ordinals and all that. But he doesn't realize he's got like the, it's like a, you know, chimp with a machine gun, like, in the background, like that's his soldiers that are just like spraying out wildly everywhere. And he has no control over what they do. So if they're no. starting up Twitter spaces, getting loads of clout in the BDC community from their um, <laughs> from from their creation of Ordinals wallets, which all these speculative DGENs are flooding into, it's like he's, he's at the top enjoying the... It's like the Joker analogy you were talking about before. If he's, he's the one like who's lighting the match or pouring gasoline on the fire he doesn't really have any control like realize, once it's yeah. once it's started it's it's like out of his hands and that's exactly what he thinks it's proving his point but if he later changes his mind or wants to do it in a different way so i've got a meme on this slide that he posted of these two wizards sitting down one's reading this book of brc20 and he's captioned it Yes, Bitcoin was destroyed, but for a beautiful moment in time, we created a lot of revenue for miners. So there's sort of this <laughs> subconscious realization in there that shit, we might have opened Pandora's box without realizing it. Right? No, so, I think they're they're fully like in some pseudo narcissistic mode where they're like, Look, we have proven that BTC works in a certain way and it does this thing. And therefore, some I don't. It's this weird rationalization of things. Like they they see themselves as having demonstrated to the world something, and it's like, yeah, you demonstrated it doesn't work. <laughs> you demonstrated, but they have it in their heads that they demonstrated the way forward. And I don't think they realize that that's not what's happened. What they've done is they've they've created a social split, right? They've actually initiated the social split and i don't think they realize it that they have initiated initiated the social split and 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 chain splits 
absolutely happen at the social level long before the actual chain split happens. I don't think they realize it. Hey, Blanding, any thoughts on this? Oh, no, I love it. I just, I, yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> chaos. I, I got, I got nothing chaos. to add. I just, I love it. They're, they're, I mean, you know, I, they're proving, they're proving that, that, uh, the emperor, you know, has no clothes, right? It's like all of these arguments that have been going on for years and it's like, okay, well, here we are. And then, and you know, the, none of the arguments hold up, you know, where we've, we've been teleported back in time. It's like, this is exactly what we said was going to happen. It's completely 2017 all yeah. over. But somehow they think they've shown the way and you're like, no, you didn't show the way you just showed that you're all living in a box. An irrational box, but that's it. I think they do realize that they've caused a, a split, and we're going to get onto this. But uh, Udi has been uh, going on uh, podcasts and stuff and saying essentially well, Bitcoin needed some fixing. BTC was kind of not getting there and all the innovation and excitement because he's been on podcasts saying, guys, look at all these NFTs. You might think every NFT in the world is garbage, but people are doing it on Ethereum and not on. BTC, like once upon a time, we were going to be the online digital native economy and we're not. We need to fix this, right? So he's cooked up this stuff, uh, aided or, you know, abetted by the the discovery of this taproot exploit, which he may or may not have been directly involved in. I'm not too clear about that. But one way or another, it's happened. And now him and his mates have amplified it through the roof, right? But he's been saying, look, where there's this culture on BTC. It's not going to work. All these laser eyes that are closed-minded, ironically, they're defectors themselves. They were, you know, former allies, right? He used to be one of them, and now he's decided that's the wrong path. So the solution that he came up with, look, we need to get a bunch of new people into BDC who have a different mindset. We need to introduce a new demographic, and that's what he's been saying was his plan, and that's what he's been doing with these events, with the wizard hats and all that. And now, in a couple of days... I think it's on the 17th or maybe it's in a couple of days afterwards, the BDC Miami, the big yearly conference is going to come up and he's already been posting. I'm going to, they're going to do a panel where he's talking about it with some other people. And he's already said to people like, you need to show up at the conference where your wizards had like, I want to see it so much. I want to yeah, see it. <laughs> it's going to be quite but, a, but, but has, has he, do you, do you think, do you predict that he's actually going to do Bitcoin XT too? Or do you think? No, but he doesn't need to. That's the, and that's what we're going to, that's, uh, we'll talk about this in just a moment because that's the whole point is the taproot wizards kind of have their game made for them because the status quo is in their favor. That was the key point of the BDC and BCH split was that the big blockers were the ones against the clock. You know, they were the ones who had to split off and the status quo, the sort of incumbent advantage was on the side of the small blockers who could always say, well, guys, let's just not touch it. And like uh, in the absence of a clear way forward, ah, perhaps okay, nothing okay, okay. is the, you know, if, if everything's gridlocked, then we're good. Let's just sit on it. And the, the, that's why this exploit is so critical because the taproot wizards are the ones sitting on that. If it, the laser eyes were the ones sitting on the status quo and the taproot wizards were saying, guys, we need to upgrade to add ordinals, that would be a completely different scenario. But it's the other way around, which is the, the irony, right? But what, but what they don't realize, I have, yeah, I mean, what they don't realize, right, is that for the exact reasons that those Taproot Wizards guys are off on Ethereum, for those exact reasons, 
this uh, artificial pressure, this temporary pressure is going to just vaporize, right? Because well, it's it not that people has. are just like, oh, we'll keep using BTC forever. Like it's the only chain. It's the, the chain to rule them all. We're going to keep using it for ideological reasons, something, something, something. No, <laughs> people just go to other places. So this pressure that they're imagining is just going to vaporize. And that will be incredibly hilarious if it vaporizes right as they go into the conference and everybody's like, well, it's okay now. You know, I, don't think <laughs> so. I, think, I think they've got a bit of, uh, you know, hype and excitement and they are appealing. Like we said, Dan Held is on board with this. There is a segment of BTC coiners who want to be a part of all this excitement and fun and innovation that's been happening on Ethereum. And now they see it happening on BTC and they think, great, let's be a, a part of it. So you've got, yeah. Oh, yeah, got yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is the only thing that makes the incumbency uh, the, the incumbent position of you know like one megabyte forever as a ridiculous position to be in their favor. The only thing that makes that in their favor is the current pressure. And if that current pressure evaporates, no, it doesn't because oh, yeah. they don't they don't need to get a change through Bitcoin Core to have the situation they want. At least not as it currently stands. Oh, you mean they don't actually want to have like a a, a block increase or anything? Probably not. I think they're good with it how it is, right? This this dispute is actually uh, very different than the the 2017 dispute because in this dispute the guys that want nothing to change are the guys with hats they have they have the wizard exactly. hats so yes. this this is exactly it's a it's a, I haven't even noticed that it's the full hat reversal it's the Revenge full hat of the fucking hat yeah. yeah the wizard hat all he needs to do is get one with uh, you know a no. <laughs> No 2X on his no wizard hat and then come in with the fire. That would be fun. If I was in so, Miami, Florida, I would absolutely open a wizard hat stall outside, uh, make some money. Uh, I, this, you know, out, no, yeah. Right? Just, here you go, everybody. Wizard hats. Enjoy. Wait, so is there a group that's like, hey, maybe we need, I have seen some people, right? Who are like, maybe we should consider increasing the box size. Is there a group like that? Well, I think there is, I, but I've seen is, a few people is, say it. But. Yeah, yeah, this is the whole thing. Like, uh, that's not that's not uh, you know, there's no official position, right? But as far as I understand, it, of the Taproot Wizards, that's not the message. There's a few people bubbling up with those ideas, but they're inevitably going to find their way. They're, that's probably the ones who are downloading this fucking podcast this month. That's them, right? <laughs> but Shout the out ones, to you guys. <laughs> the, yeah. If you're listening, welcome, 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 welcome back welcome. to Bitcoin. You're on the yeah. you're on the right team here. You know, welcome to uh, the how, the way Bitcoin used to be. <laughs> uh, but the, the 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 wizards are not going hard on a block size increase because it kind of comes back to this same thing of like. We've demonstrated that there's a problem slash we also think we've fixed the problem because they've been we fixed the security budget issue that nobody else had fixed. Right. Yeah. Uh, which they only fixed temporarily. Anyway, I want to. OK, so I've got community comment of the week just quickly is from cheap lighting who said hey. Eric Wall is the best B casher BTC has. And that's just summarized it so much. He's done so much to help help our cause in, in that regard. But I wanted to talk again about the opposite position of that the, the laser eyes are in, right? So these are the ones who uh, historically have had control of the BBC narrative and stuff, maybe a bit uh, unawares that there's a greater power, but to a certain extent, they see that shitcoining has infected BTC. There's been some discussion or 
uh, a sentiment definitely in the in the community there that they need to switch this off and get rid of it and take it out somehow. So there's been mutterings about that, but no serious proposals that I'm aware of. They lied um, and tricked the code. Exactly. Luke Jr. has <laughs> talked about a, a patch to core and the, the clout in the community has mostly been going onto the wizard side. Like it's been draining out of these large Twitter accounts. Like, uh, I mean, he's a bad example because I think he's a bit more in the neutrals camp, but Shinobius, uh, monk he certainly has the laser eyes twitter picture that we did the debate review with cyprian versus him mm. so you can go back and listen to that episode a few episodes ago if you want to get more of a flavor of that right uh but eric has been uh, shitting on them as okay these are these played out podcast grifters who they are to be honest uh jimmy song and you know i'm not sure what side tone Bates is but he would be more in that camp and whoever the rest of them is i've got a quote here from hodler Notes who says it's like roger and jihan got their bdc back put on wizard hats and went for round two same energy new hats so the hats yeah getting called out again there too but the hats were and, on the opposite tie inside yeah. before so what do you historical mean? accuracy is not a key strength of <laughs> whatever <BDC. laughs> all right but the, the point is like this kind of idea of they're they're fueling the fire of like Wait, it's the block size war again. All these taproot wizards are just the undercover big blockers. That's what they've been saying, that th this is the return of the big blockers in this new skin because maybe they are aware that the BSV devs are in there. It's not totally false. It's true. The BSV devs have snuck back in through the fucking side door of the castle and are now uh, <laughs> setting shit on fire, right? And there's a lot of people in the BTC camp who've never had a reason to really or they've just uh, be cash is a scam or whatever but now that ordinals was happening and it was the hype and it was what everybody was listening to suddenly they're listening to these bsv guys say look small blocks is nonsense and uh you know but the laser eyes are just they're up against it because they don't they are the ones who have to make a change now right the ball is in their court they have to put up a proposal and they would have to create a I don't know, a soft fork or a hard fork or whatever they cooked up to try and shut off the ordinals or they just have to let it be. And a certain segment seems to think that they can just wait it out. And that's been vindicated in the sense that the fees have now gone down. But at any time, a new mania could start about some new way somebody found to drive hype. Like or, uh, the wizards are probably cooking that up right now. And then they're back in the same situation, right? So... Okay, I want to. I want to ask the cynic in chief, um, and that's you name. So, yeah, like up? considering <laughs> considering all these hilarious potential uh, eventualities of, of of different timelines here. Um, there's a lot of people in BCH, I think, who maybe don't get all the technical details, don't understand the social, political. Uh, issues at hand and so forth, but they just fundamentally have this fear of, oh my God, what if BTC increases their block size? <laughs> Shit, right? And they're like super scared because they think that will somehow, uh, one, is a possibility without any other uh, terrible externalities happening when that happens. And two, that it will just totally evaporate all uh, advantage and work that, that BCH has done and so forth. So 
um, is that true? What's the case? And, and what do you see as the kind of eventualities of all this, uh, all these many possibilities, uh, hilarious possibilities that are in front of us? So there are two. Uh, so uh, the conclusion first is that I am not worried about this whatsoever. And uh, then there are two reasons to this. Um, one of one of them has regards to the nature of BTC, and the other one has uh, something to do with the nature of BCH uh, that a lot of people probably uh, still don't get. So I would start with the bad news first. Um, the part about the nature of BCH is that uh, this is 20, we are now at 2023. Having a bigger block size than BTC is nice and a, and a necessary condition for success, but we're not gonna you know it's not something unique anymore we're not gonna coast on the fact that we have a bigger block size than btc anymore uh that is not that is not a that is not a uh, sufficient that is not a sufficient condition for success we will have to build we will have to build and uh this building is going to take time and we are going to build unique things and that will we are going to build unique things and we'll hype it up and that will be the and you know those things would be thing those would be things that you simply can't find elsewhere and that will be the recipe for success and the block size is just one necessary condition of that so you know even if btc people somehow got their shit together and uh increased the block size that part would not change um they are not go they are they don't have nearly as much of a established upgrade process as we do and they don't you know uh they are simply not going the same way as we do they are still fucking around with things that they are fucking around today and the other thing is that uh has to do with the nature of BTC. If they actually manage to, you know, or a dominant group that they have uh, actually managed to convince themselves uh, into a hard fork that increases block size, that will be terrible news for BTC. That will, that will be incredibly terrible news. Yeah. And uh, if, you know, if I am a BTC holder, I will be rightly very very much against it um and that is not out of stupidity or conservatism that is out of uh, pure self-interest because a lot of people simply don't realize the value of btc like lightning you know the ability to transact ordinals none of that shit matters none of that shit matters btc's fundamental value proposition is that it is old and uh, it hasn't changed for a while it's been there since however long cryptocurrency has been around as a thing and that is comforting and that is a comforting fact lindy is a thing so you know uh and just by the fact that it is uh five years older than ethereum uh ethereum can never beat the fact that it had that it's been around for longer and it hasn't really changed while you know, Ethereum is changing all the time. And that is the fundamental value proposition. Um, no other coin can, not even BCH, can 
challenge that particular value proposition and losing it is very bad news, very, very bad news for them. It's ch chasing something that other chains all have to some degree while losing your one unique thing. It is terrible news. That's um, why I was shocked how they got Taproot in, like how Poolin managed to convince well, them. So, yeah, you, know, separate... you know, that, that, that trend, that trend started with SegWit, which is also, which is also bad news, but it is a bit less of a bad news because uh, they somehow managed to convince people, oh, soft works are okay. As long as it's a soft work, everything is going to be okay. But now that narrative, now that the narrative has set in, well, um, that must mean that hard forks are terrible news, right? Well, if what if you do a hard fork right now? Uh, that is objectively terrible news um, for your value proposition. Then, then you are just one of them. Then you are just one of those coins who do hard forks, and you don't have a value proposition anymore. So, so I, yeah, go on. All right, for everybody who. Uh, gets this question. I have an uh, FAQ on the BitcoinCashPodcast.com, which is called If BCH improved on BTC by raising the one megabyte block size limit, what if BTC does the same? And it's probably one of the top two or three articles that people read. I can see in the stats. One of the most popular questions is why doesn't BCH rebrand or will it rebrand? So you can uh, read about that if you're interested. But well, this is one of the other, the most popular questions. People just say, look, can't uh, BTC just raise the block size? So I've been looking for, I have an explanation, but uh, the analogy that I've hit on to explain this is it's like saying France and Spain are right next to each other and French and Spanish are kind of similar, right? So what if France just decides to become the leader in Spanish? And that's just not going to work, right? As anybody can just understand that instantly and see it's not going to work. Why? All the Spanish speakers, not all, literally all of them, but almost all of them are in Spain, right? All the good language schools are in Spain. All the experts in Spanish, all the history, all the language schools that teach Spanish, everything, it's all in Spain. And all the stuff that is French, all that is not even just not Spanish, but it's French instead, it's all moving in another direction, is all in France. So if you're in France and you want to be a Spanish speaker, the first thing you would do is you would pick up and move to Spain. And that actually reinforces the fact that all the energy is in is in Spain, right? So there is no way to simultaneously convince all of France to drop French and switch to Spanish. And it's the exact same thing with BCH and BDC. All of the people who like big blocks and who like the, the BCH approach to things are already in BCH. It's like true by definition. And all the people who don't want that, who definitely don't want that, are in BTC. So there is no uh, getting out of this uh, jam, essentially. So that's uh, that's the simple way of thinking about it. But if you want the, the non-analogous, if you want the actual rational explanation, all you need to understand is that even if there was some certain percentage of people in BTC that wanted a larger block size limit, and let's say there was enough of them and they were on like these taproot wizards might be an example, right? They kind of say BTC's got a lot going for it. We're going to just win a civil war, right? How are they going to do that? So to win a civil war and have a fork and so on and so forth, the amount of things you need to do is unreal. We're talking about 
years of effort. So firstly, you need to have community debate and discussion. You need to coordinate everything. You need to get the resources together. You need to get the devs to build um, you know, your wallet and your node implementation, all that stuff. You need to get uh, support from the miners, which like we talked about, is maybe not that easy. The miners are always busy with their own stuff. They can be a bit finicky. You need to actually successfully launch the split. Very not easy to do. Obviously, BCH did it, but a hostile chain split is a very, very tricky and risky thing. Uh, even after you forked off, you would then have further contention. Obviously, BCH had BSV and uh, eCash. Well, then whoever is in this new you know, Bitcoin 2 megabytes, that undoubtedly the initial plan, let's all jump on that, would then devolve into arguing about what about this? What about that? What about, you know? new things there so then they need a new brand they need a new governance structure they need uh to make technical changes like a new address format the difficulty algorithm changes replay protection loads of stuff that you're not you're not immediately cracking on with the next greatest thing you're actually you know dealing with the problems in the past particularly because bch when it forked uh it was like let's take out rbf and then we're we're and then do those changes and we're done but these new people that now they're dealing with Segwit, they're dealing with Taproot, loads of problems, right? Then you have the one megabyte believers who are either in the majority or the minority. They have a bunch of coins on this new Bitcoin 2 fork that they can dump. So they're going to drive the price down massively, which is exactly what has happened with every other minority fork. So now your community is like out of money and struggling, or they're still having to use the other chain, which is not helping your cause. Then you've got... BTC-based businesses, exchanges, liquidity, software projects, community forums, you know, podcasts, meetups, everything, all the network effect of all that now splintered, now in chaos as people are going one side or the other or selling out. Uh, you've got disruption, you know, obviously BCH suffered the censorship and so on. If if it's really on the line, the laser eyes are gonna are gonna get serious about fighting back, right? That's gonna be a, a disaster. You're gonna have all the all people right. who yeah. <laughs> Let's do the predictions. Let's do the predictions. I'm going to do the what predictions. predictions. Yeah, what, you what always predictions? like to do predictions, right? We should do Yeah, the you're going to do a prediction of what's going to happen. Civil war and who's going to. I, I, I still stick by my prediction. I, I mean, I have less confidence now, but I still think it's the most likely outcome is, is uh, that the inscriptions get blocked off, like gets closed off in some kind of on the main chain there's no hard fork there's yeah no they won't split. call it a hard fork but it'll be a hard fork but they'll like try to play around it and call it that it's not a hard fork because it disallows things but that's I, I that's still what i think will happen they'll just disallow inscriptions so that um there's not enough uh to to, to relieve the pressure to to just make sure there's no pressure on anything right because they don't care if btc is used that's, they don't care about it like like you name said, uh, what they care about is the marketing and the name and the brand and just the price of it. They don't care whether it's used or not. So I think all they want to do is remove that pressure. I, I don't know, but that's still what I think. But, but, so, so will what there, do you think will is there be happen? a split? Will there be a split? Will the Taproot Wizards then create another fork and or would they win the brand name? Are the laser eyes? So uh, far, so far, I think no, because I haven't seen anybody who has the willpower to do it. Um, so no, I don't think not, it'll happen. Not Udi on stage at BDC Miami with his wizard hats, uh, 30% of the crowd, 50% of the crowd. I have to think he's intelligent enough to know 
that he's going to cause a split if he pushes it that way. But maybe he's really so self-deluded that he thinks he's going to cause... But because Poulin did he it. might win. So it's possible, right? It's possible that he wins as, as Poulin did and just uh, pulls off some kind of fork. But a hard fork? Wow, that'll be, that'll be impressive. Yeah, so I want to hear the predictions about what you guys think will happen. Hey, Flattening, thoughts? Um, I, I think it is going to depend on money. So I don't, I don't know the technical details of how, how uh, the solution that Luke is talking about would work. So I think if, if they make it so that no new uh, uh, BRC20 tokens can be created or something like that, that doesn't nuke people's investments. And there's already been like hundreds of millions of dollars or something moved, right? Uh, I think anything that that is just going to make people's money evaporate is going to cause problems, right? So if they can somehow finesse the code so that no new tokens can be created, but whatever has already existed can still be moved around and stuff, I think they would do that. But if that's not possible, I think they'll just status quo, not do anything because evaporating people's money is just going to cause so much stress and and reputation damage as well, right? So it's like BTC is great unless you do something that someone doesn't like and then they just make your money disappear. Uh, you know, who's going to put money in that? So uh, that's my my prediction. One of those two paths forward. I mean, ETH did it. <laughs> they they evaporated someone's money and it kind of worked out for them, but kind of a different scenario. You name, do you have a... You have a thought? Are we going to see a civil war? Who would win? And I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there, I don't think there's going to be a real war. There might be a pretend war. There's not, but there's not going to be a real war. And uh, ultimately, I think, uh, you know, given what we have seen so far, this, I'm going to make wacky prediction that these guys are going to uh, go off and either do some sort of a side chain, maybe a hype another solution i don't know drive chain or something like that along the way or maybe just make a new coin and and call it like btc ordinals or something and then there there will be there will be some sort of uh there will be another sort of uh airdrop or pre-mine on that chain or side chain and uh you know people doing it will get moderately rich from the endeavor with any chance with any chance at the expense of uh back orders of course and uh and then in a year or so uh this guys this this guys would have moved on and everyone else will be holding the bags and then the world proceeds as uh usual because that's how the things have always worked i'm gonna say that that's a that's a high chance good prediction that that's is a, a that's, good prediction. I'm very, yeah. very persuaded by that. That's a solid <laughs> one. Yeah. Whether yeah, they realize yeah. it or not. Yeah. All right. All, all quiet from uh, the GC. I'm I think Jet's too busy fighting with uh, Poncho. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a, a take? Are we going to see a, a BDC civil war? Who would win? Uh, I mean, I, the civil war has already started, so we're seeing it. Um, but I don't, is it going to escalate? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm curious to see, uh, how far the ex escalation goes. Cause I could definitely see like Luke 
Dash Jr. coming in and being like, this is the perfect time to decrease the block size. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see where it goes, but I don't really have any predictions. I think this is uh, a little more out of my wheelhouse. Like all of my exposure to this has just been on the show. Uh, and I haven't been like deep into the Twitter threads. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, like I want to add, I want to add to it. I don't sake. think, yeah. I don't think any kind of uh, really significant split will happen because of what I said before, which is um, it takes real willpower to execute that. And all the things you said, like all that huge list of reasons that you said, I right? didn't like even really execute by the way, like, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was going on and it was There's realistic, but, that's the but point. it's, it's, that's the point, right? Is that it takes a huge amount of willpower to actually execute a split, a, mi a minority split or major whatever to execute that split will happen. And I think even if, uh, the taproot wizards, uh, have that intent, they're going to lose it once they feel the full force of, 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 of everything against them when, when they try to to do it. So I think, I don't think they have the willpower to go through with it or even cause they don't even have really the intent. They don't have that much of an intent to do it. So yeah, you names is really, that's pretty, pretty persuasive. I've um, got a slide here, which is called crypto has got the message. Basically I found this thread on Twitter, which I think just summarizes the fact that to me, the people in the BDC camp, they're maybe squabbling around, but everybody else is kind of with it. They're one step away from joining up to BCH, essentially. So Oshale underscore BDC said, and uh, in the context of discussing uh, a fork to remove uh, ordinals, said, lol, what can they do? First of all, they need to convince a large amount of miners that we are making at least 20x what they used to before ordinals. Ordinals make the blockchain safer what are the points that they will make to cancel the protocol lameo so that's actually incorrect they're not making 20x as much work uh, as much money but they're making you know no. a little more than 2x but it's enough to be yeah. significant anyway agent pepe then uh said wouldn't be the first time bitcoin forked so it also gets into the history again Oshel bdc said like i said they would need to convince a major amount of miners to do this and if the fork is made people would instantly stop building because one of the major utilities of ordinals is that it is on the l1 of bdc true agent pepe says it's not a utility utility anymore if it makes bdc unusable tony dollars pepe says what was the long-term scaling solution anyway it only hastened the inevitable and what's how do I, this nug wow nugget nugget eater says the lightning node meme nobody uses so just between these debate of these four people on Twitter, you can already see this is the full collapse of what the BCH community have been saying since time immemorial. All you need is just one guy wow. in at the end saying who was not a BCH person coming in to say, hey, maybe we should check out BCH or something like that. And that that's it. That's the that's the the winner. All right, here's here's an outside prediction. This is the long shot odds. I actually like Imaginary's prediction better, but um the Taproot Wizards, they actually go to war over this and in the ensuing uh chaos the halvening kicks in at the start of next uh of april and bch which has a 21 day lead uh on the halvening cycle starts to surge because the uh, new emission drops and while everything is in a complete mess over bigger blocks and cash tokens is kicking off 
and the Bitcoin Cash podcast is going crazy and everybody starts going, fuck, it's the flipping and BCH just starts rising on the ratio and that just compounds into it's over guys like bch is the is the fork where it's all kicking off and then that BDC that won't happen like until clubs. tether until tether approves it basically i don't i don't think well we something something's got to got to break the well the, i mean i mean tether. or our actual utility floor breaks that point but i don't expect that kind of stuff to happen either until utility floor uh starts to dominate which hasn't happened yet uh, in any of crypto, right? Or, or Tether capitulates in some way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So just very briefly then to touch on, uh, so i mentioned there's a huge segment of people that are neutral. So they kind of think, okay, well, valid transactions are valid. Fees will cause the shit coiners to go away, which it has at least in the short term. So that makes sense. They think the protocol shouldn't be changed. And they have this saying, Bitcoin is for enemies, right? The idea being that it should be, you know, people who disagree can kind of co- coexist and, and get along with it. So they do also recognize that the mining subsidy is an issue, but they think, okay, well, the fix is going to be that Lightning Network will come and, and save us, which is a bit of a narrative. But uh, anyway, that's what they believe. And the whole point being that these neutral camp, which might be quite large, makes it very hard for the laser eyes to get a change in because they not only have to win out against the wizards they also have to win out against this big segment of people that doesn't like ordinals but also doesn't want it changed uh kind of thing mm-hmm. right yeah yeah i've seen this okay. whole uh group of ctv guys right the ones who want to introduce the the external data not external data but the external um uh covenants they want to enable covenants on btc without external data but um i yeah, uh, i they they have absolutely no idea what they're up against right and no clue yeah well they're gonna find out i guess if they if they try it uh seriously okay so we already sort of mentioned it but um there's btc 2023 is is coming up uh so i actually just wanted to try and get maybe a one line guess this is the predictions game but short-term version because we're going to see it's literally in the next week this uh conference so in 2021 uh, you can go back and listen to the Bitcoin Cash podcast episode 21, where we covered what was happening there. That was the one with euphoria. The price is going through the roof. Uh, Max Kaiser is screaming, fuck Elon. Uh, El Salvador announced they were going to be making it legal tender and all that, right? Uh, then you had in 2022, which was on episode 45, things were just pretty muted, you know? Lightning Network and stable coins were the narratives that didn't really go anywhere. So that was pretty lame. Uh, and now what are we going to see in, in 2023? Will there be some uh, resolution to all this? Are the wizards going to show up in in force? Is this going to convince the market that BDC has a bit of a something going? Or is it just going to be, wait a second, we don't actually have a circular economy? Does anybody want to take a, take a stab so we can see in a week <laughs> how it played out? I don't know if it'll happen, but I think it'll be absolute comedy if the BSV guys show up and the conference will be, will just be, will just be beautiful. It'll be amazing. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of convinced by you name, like, fuck you, you name, like this shit always happens. He's like, oh yeah, well, this is, this is what might happen. I can totally see that. The, uh, 
the, 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 the block stream DCG guys come in, you know, trying to act like adults and then being like, okay, guys, we gotta be, we gotta be very careful and conservative, something, something, you know, basically saying only do what we say and, and nothing changes. And then you're going to have the, 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 the cool kids, the, the wizards, yeah, they already like side chains, right? They're somehow attached to side chains. They're like still back in 2013 or something like with colored coins thinking that that's the way. Yeah, and they're probably going to try to do some kind of side chain something so that they don't disrupt things too much because they're still totally attached to this idea of we love BTC and BTC is the best coin, something, something. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, you name's story is very convincing. It's it's kind of easy. You just, you just, you just, uh, you just end your story with, and then everyone got rich, and then work your way backwards. (laughs) It's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, (sighs) yeah. All right. Well, I I see that's what's happening. Yeah, I, I see the 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 old the old school coming out trying to act like adults, even though they're actually just being uh, dictators. So they're going to, the dictators with, with adult clothes on, whatever. And then there's going to be the cool kids, but not too disruptive, not trying to disrupt things too much. I think that's what will happen. Yeah. Fuck you. You mean like, always oh, does that. <laughs> Happy to be off the <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, uh, we'll do message to the community then. And we always do. And since it's a group show, everybody needs to get their shout outs in here. Yeah. As well too i do plan to cover uh, at least in a slide or two whatever happens uh at the btc miami conference so we'll get a sense of where the narrative is at from that obviously people can be excited about the cash tokens uh live stream again tomorrow at 12 utc tune in for that i'm sure the bch community will hopefully be making announcements and dropping projects and people will be getting excited uh, as well as a result of that but as usual guests on the show get a message to the community what does everybody need to hear what are all these new listeners appearing on the podcast downloads for the first time what do they need to know emerging reasons first up and where can people find you as well oh twitter.com slash at emergent i don't know if it has an underscore reasons i don't know (laughs) Yeah, find me on Twitter or, or on Memo or wherever. I don't care. Telegram. Um, yeah, bchbull.com. That's where you should go. Um, my, my message is the same as before. It's organized. Uh, don't imagine that a single, a single person at this point in time can have a huge impact. But we're getting to the point that uh, you have to start to organize. So I really encourage people to 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 some degree let go of the lone wolf thing where you're just like i gotta do it my way just my way or if you're gonna do it your way you need help get people to help you you know hire people whatever it is come up with a business plan do whatever it is but that's my main message is organize is uh get organized actually build products we're at the point where we have to build products uh, services and utilities that are going to make the utility floor rise as, as we were discussing before. So do it, go out there, organize and make things happen. Dave Lightning, you're next. 
yeah, you can find me at Cheap Lightning anywhere. Um, all the major things. Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, with cash tokens coming out um, tomorrow, uh, it seems like it's been been forever since we started talking about it. But wow, tomorrow it's wow, it's it's happening. Dot meme. Um, I think uh, more than ever, you know, people need to be careful with their money um, and do due diligence. And I think there's, there's been a, a tendency for people to, to be all smiles and rainbows and, and uh, it's new. I'm going to throw all my money at it. Um, and uh, I, I would very much prefer if people don't lose their money. Um, so as mentioned before, uh, check out the two articles I wrote on read.cash um, and uh, stay safe. Um, just because it's new and shiny doesn't mean you're going to be a billionaire tomorrow. Um, so yeah, stay safe. Your name, shout outs at message. Uh, this actually came up in a, uh, in a, in a, uh, Chinese language conversation I had on the telegram, uh, like just a couple of days ago and uh, people were asking about cash tokens and, uh, it eventually got to the point where they said, Oh, okay. So a lot of things are still in development and, uh, there are some things that are not ready yet, uh, and probably will take a, take a while after development. And I was like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And they're like, okay, so uh, does that mean? So does that mean that it's not going to overtake uh, Ethereum or whatever else uh, in the for at least a few months? That's disappointing. I was like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm. That's that's exactly right. And if you think that uh, you are going to, you are going to get fabulous. Fabulous rich, uh, fabulously rich uh, from this uh, within a few months. Uh, please, just like the door is right there. Just go out and you know head to whatever whatever scam you want to find, and good luck. You know, so um, we are in it for the long term. If you um, if you want a an exciting ride, it's gonna be an exciting ride, but it will take time and. Uh, yeah, uh, just uh, ditch the short-term thinking that has played a lot of uh, uh, quite a quite a few BCH projects before, and uh, we're in a new era. And I'm optimistic about this long term. So, yeah, do you have a shout out some way for people find you? Um, well, well that's uh, uh, that that's <laughs> that's the general shout out to people that uh, you know uh, we're in it for the long term and uh, you know uh, just uh, take take this to people uh, to people asking for pumps in general. So yeah, yeah. Anything from you? Uh, I just second you name's point, especially uh, from the conversation just in the chat. Just like less short term thinking. I think if. And when I mean less short-term thinking, I mean, think 15, 25-year time frames. What do you want the crypto scene to look like? What can you do to push it towards that direction? If it's just gambling and stuff, I mean, Jesus Christ. Have you not learned, first off, from the past, like all of the history of crypto? Uh, there's, a, there's much more uh, interesting things to aspire to than just making a dollar. But And if even if you're interested in making a dollar... We'll get there. We just need to put a lot more work into things. Awesome. I, I want to double, like, triple down on that if I can, because uh, 
I, I was around like before the dot com boom, before the internet even really appeared as a as a thing, right? And when you watch these these titans today that you see out there, like Google and Amazon and others, and you do just like they're just forces of nature today, right? But when they were created, they were jokes. People didn't take them seriously. They were just like, whatever, people aren't gonna do things that way. So yeah, when you're building something long-term, like sure, Amazon has, has benefited from the, the rise of the, the price of its stock and so forth, but they have, you know, whatever your opinions on Amazon, they are used by an enormous number of people. And that's what we're aiming for, is these things that people don't get today, and it's actually going to be a whole foundation for commerce and economy in the future. So yeah, it is a long-term game. And uh, there's, there are a lot of gains to be had, but it's not necessarily going to be the, the obvious or easy gains. You got to pay attention and know what you're looking for. Right. My shout out is to Stephen, my mate, who knows who he is, who I was uh, sending him some BCH for petrol money yesterday. So he's now on board with the P2P cash revolution. Welcome aboard and might be listening into this episode. My message is that, uh, yeah, be aware of, of scams, but also be a little bit optimistic. All right. We've got the cash tokens upgrade. Things are going to come out. Don't, you know, shove your whole life savings into whatever new project pops up or whatever, but give them a go. If there are things, take $2 or $5 or whatever is a small amount of money, 20 cents, you know, that's the whole point of BCH. It's got low fees and try out some of these new projects when they crop up. Try trading some of these tokens or whatever it is that that happens because that will be a price that you'll pay, a very, very small financial price to get an enormous education, right? Is to understand how these things work, to understand what's going on in the scene, to see if we are growing, to see if things are exciting, if they are becoming more user-friendly and all those things will improve over time, but we're going to have a lot of people start to show up to our ecosystem, right? That hasn't really been the case. Smart BCH did bring in a wave of, of people, but as the train gets rolling here, it might end up being a lot, lot larger than that. That's going to be both end users, but also people who are building things, who are building products and uh, making new new projects. So support those people, you know? We want them to be a part of things. Like I said, don't just give them a whole bunch of money out of nowhere because otherwise they'll just rug and run in most cases. But uh, at least be interested in what they're doing and be involved and engaged with it, even if it doesn't involve a lot of your financial uh, resources, because that's the way to show them that this is interesting and cool and there's real people at the at the end of the screen names uh, kind of thing. So that's that's where I think we should be would be heading and and I guess happy uh, cash tokens upgrade to everyone. It's been been a long time uh, in the works, but uh, we're we're finally here and. It's going to start going from, wait, this is coming soon. It's going to be cool to it's arriving. And the, the BCH Guru segment on this show was was the first uh, part of that, really. I guess I do have one more thing. Uh, shout out to mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I can shout out to my mom, too, then. <laughs> I did not know it was Mother's Day. Oops. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, mom. I, I know you're always listening to it in the in the living room there so yeah thanks for that okay supporter appreciation uh shout out to our donators as always our patrons ricky and hp legends 
the sponsor general protocols check out bchbull.com they got plenty of shilling but uh definitely worth looking at as always our flip starter contributors including some on this call majamalo marcelo renegade cheap lightning emergent reasons unspent.out molecular bitcoin cash order smith satoshi and Callisti.cash. anybody listening to this show and especially if you're a new user uh, I mentioned it a couple of times, but go to BitcoinCashPodcast.com. You can find the links, where the show is, where to follow it, where the information is, the FAQs, a start guide that if you're brand new to crypto or to Bitcoin Cash and you're not really sure what's going on here, that should answer a lot of your questions. If you just spend a, an hour or two reading up on that, it'll be you know a year's worth of, it, of pain you could save yourself uh doing that so just make a little bit of time for it you'll have fun doing it trust me it's very interesting and engaging to go down the rabbit hole uh, and look into that so that will pretty much do it for the show until next time thanks for listening thank you the greatest story the world has ever known Rise and Rise of Bitcoin, 2022. A single chance for the world, a single moment in time. Bankers captures all, our cryptocurrency flies. Gets to decide, Phoenix fly from the flame. Bitcoin BCH, forever changing the game. An underdog story, everyone trying to deny. Bitcoin revolution, crypto...